Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome back Allison Pillow to discuss a very raw, authentic conversation that will make a big difference in your life. Let's do this. Slowing down does, doesn't mean giving up or, or not doing anything because you can still do something and be present and and be with it, you know. But we have in the past really just done things kind of unconsciously. And then we're wondering why our life hasn't been the way we want it because all this stuff is not realized. We're not aware of all of this stuff energetically going on in the background, whether it's emotions that we're suppressing or whether it's a belief we have or an old program that we have about our life, it keeps running in the background till we become aware of that. And so once we can become aware of it, then we have the choice to change it. And so that I think is part of the issue for people is they don't even know they have a choice. Yeah. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I hope you're having the best day ever. Thank you for pressing play today. We have Allison Pillow. Allison has been on the Keto Camp Podcast before, couple years ago almost, episode 421. That was a virtual interview all about her book, Finally Thriving. And we actually did a second interview, which is today's interview, in person. She flew from Portland, Oregon to Miami, Florida, and that is quite the long flight to record this podcast with me here in my studio. So obviously, the sound is perfect. The editing is spot on, but the conversation is even better than what I expected, honestly. We dive deep into a very important, I believe, very important topic when it comes to your health, the mind, body, and spirit makeup. The questions that I asked Allison and her answers were so thoughtful, so deep, so authentic. And if you feel like you're just not as happy as you could be, if you're not as healthy as you could be, you're not thriving, but you're just kind of getting by and surviving, I really believe this conversation is going to make a big impact for you. Uh, I asked her some really difficult questions about what happens after the body passes away. We get into some really woo-woo things like energy and popping clouds. (laughs) Stick with me here. But also she shares some, some golden nuggets from her course called Finally Thriving on how you could start applying the information today. We always say information alone doesn't really do anything. It's the application of that information. And she gives you the information, the right information, and how to apply it today. So I really believe this is going to be a a game changer for you. Lean into it, listen to it, 
maybe watch the YouTube interview from the studio on youtube.com slash keto camp. And uh, yeah, you're going to love it. I hope you love it uh, close to how much I love doing it. Hey, before I bring her on, if you have not left the show, we're almost at a thousand ratings and reviews on Apple podcast. I want to, you know, the goal is to get there in the next few months and you could help us out. If you listen to the show and you've never left the show, a rating and review, please pause and do so. Even if it's not Apple podcast that you are listening from whatever platform that allows you to review, but Apple podcast specifically, (laughs) we would love your honest rating and review. And maybe I'll read yours on a future episode and give you a nice little shout out. So please do so. I announced recently a big announcement. There was a problem I was trying to solve for a couple months, actually not a couple months, for years, but we solved it the last two months. The problem is this. Keto is amazing. Eating keto foods is what you want to do to lower inflammation, to burn fat, to feel good, to enhance the mitochondrial function, to produce ATP. I mean, we could go on and on and on about the benefits of keto, but the problem is this. A lot of keto recipes are protein deficient. They contain high anti-nutrient vegetables, maybe pasteurized dairy, maybe things like high oxalate foods like almonds and spinach and kale. And the ratios are off and it's and maybe they can contain seed oils too. So it's really hard to find clean up to my standards of keto recipes that are not just clean, but protein-focused, which is the number one thing we focus on in the Keto Camp Academy, my online program, but also easy to make and enjoyable. So that's a a tough task to try to solve that problem, right? So the last couple months, I actually hired a food journalist, recipe developer, and I've been working with her. Her name is Jennifer. Absolutely awesome. On solving this problem for myself, which we did, we developed a year's worth of recipes, and now we have made it available to you Keto Camp Podcast listeners at a very affordable price with hundreds of dollars in free bonuses. So this is called our Keto Camp, our Keto, excuse me, recipe of the week. You'll get a recipe delivered to your inbox every week. And you could rest assured that we have, I have handpicked every single ingredient. There's no high oxalate anti-nutrient foods in there, no vegetable oils. It has the exact percentage of protein you want to get at each meal to really thrive in ketosis. It has the percentages to keep you into ketosis or get you into ketosis. And it's easy to make and it tastes great. And it's only for 33 cents a day. Yeah, that's not a mistake. 33 cents a day. And we're also giving you a 30-day money-back guarantee where if you don't absolutely love it, we'll refund you and you could keep all the bonuses. This is an absolute no-brainer if you're doing keto or even if you're not, but chances are you are. So all you need to do is go to ketocamprecipes.com. Camp with the K. Ketocamprecipes.com. Hopefully you're hearing this on time so you can get it at this discounted price with those bonuses. And uh, I hope you love it. I know you will. I'll drop a link for this down below in the podcast notes as well. Okay, let's have an amazing conversation with Allison Pillow. Allison has been on the Keto Camp podcast before episode 421, where we took a deep dive into her backstory. We took a deep dive into her book, Finally Thriving. Today, we take a deep dive into her course, and some really important questions are asked. She's a dynamic fitness trainer, energy coach, invites wellness into life in a fresh way, bringing genuine self-care and joy into your health and fitness routine. Specializing in rapid, permanent change, through corrective exercise, metabolic nutrition, 
energetic alignment, she has inspired thousands to take charge of their health and wellness. In her latest book, Finally Thriving, she guides readers in the art of infusing fun and play into their exercise and wellness plan. She recently launched a course called Finally Thriving, her Finally Thriving program, which we're going to take a deep dive into. And you actually get access to her Finally Thriving program by clicking the link down below and using the coupon code KETOCAMP10. We'll reference that later as well. Without further ado, here's Allison. Allison Pillow. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Miami. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Miami's great. I love it. This you is- made the trip from Portland. That's how committed she is to educating us today. Thanks for making the trip. Just met your husband, Liam. Awesome. He's working out in my gym actually right now. <laughs> right. Uh, you were on the show actually June of 2022. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to have an, another incredible conversation. On that initial conversation, we spoke about your book, Finally Thriving. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the book right here. You could go get it. We'll talk more about the book. And this conversation is so important. We were just talking offline about how people are just, before they even start, they have these excuses, these thinking, thinking thoughts why they shouldn't get started. And I, I'd love to start there. You know, one of the things I see all the time is, there's an opportunity to invest in yourself, invest in your health, invest in whatever it is. And most people don't take that first step. And there's some lack of value in themselves, some lack in belief why they can't do it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you coach people through that and how important is it to have that belief in yourself and value yourself that you're worthy of those changes? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the question of the year, isn't it? (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) So... Yeah. First of all, thank you again for having me here. This is a pleasure and an honor to be back on your show again, because last last time that was such an incredible show. And I mean, great conversation. So what I found is, yes, it, many people don't prioritize themselves. And I thought, why is that? Like I had this question, why is it so hard for us to put ourselves first and just take care of ourselves and then everything else falls into place and we don't have to you know, run uh, into depletion because we're, we're not filling our own cups and we're trying to fill everybody else's and take care of everybody else. But for some reason, many people still fall into that and they just don't value time with themselves or investing money even in themselves either, like for self growth or, or learning how to do fitness and food and those kind of things. So one thing I, do know is that the brain is always trying to keep you safe. And so it's going to talk you into doing the easy thing or the thing that's not going to put you out there or expose you or make you vulnerable. So you're always going to listen to that, right? And say, okay, well, I don't have to do this. I can just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. It's, it's working okay. But then what happens over time is that people begin to they get into a place where that doesn't work anymore and then they start suffering and then they start depleting their energy and they're tired and they're restless and they're resentful because they haven't been putting themselves first for some time, if ever, in their life as an adult, right? I mean, it can be, I mean, I've I've been a parent, I've been a coach and we're notorious, both parents and coaches are notorious for putting everybody else in front of them. And so I've lived this. I know through experience that, yeah, it, it's it's fulfilling to help people. It's fulfilling to be of service for other people. But 
you're not going to be of great service to someone else. You're not going to be the best parent until you can actually learn how to prioritize and take care of yourself first. So that just means spending time getting to know yourself better, just taking even like 10 minutes out of the day. This is what I tell all my students. It doesn't have to be big. Take 10 minutes out of the day and just be with yourself. Meditate, walk in nature. You can take a 30 minute walk. You can do a workout. But what you're doing is you're sending yourself a message that you value yourself. Your, Your body's getting the message that you value it and that you want to spend time with it. It's it's the same with your kids. It's the same with your clients. You're also sending that message back to yourself. And so when you can do that, and we'll, we'll probably get into talking about this too, but it really transforms the energy because we're all energetic beings. We're not just physical. There's, I've talked about in my book how there's there's this um, bridge we're trying to bring together here between the physical and the energetic. We have a subtle energetic body. And that is what is going to really be helpful to learn how to navigate as you go through this process, because otherwise we're just going to fall into old patterns of not really taking care of ourselves because we don't feel worth that kind of attention and, um, you know, uh, time in our lives. So wherever you pay your attention to most and spend your time is what is going to flourish. Mm -hmm. Ain't that the truth? What, yeah. what, it's a universal law, what you feed and energy to expands. Exactly. So if you're feeding energy into all the things you hate to do or feeding your thoughts, all the things you hate about yourself, you're just going to get more of that. It just amplifies it. Amplifies it. Yeah. So you said something really easy to do, which is find time throughout the week, throughout each day. It could be as little as 10 minutes, maybe even less than that where you're doing something you enjoy to do. It could be a hobby. It could be drawing. It could be meditation, walking. But, you know, you're giving yourself that time to connect to things you love to do. And you're showing to your body, to your soul, that it's worthy. You're worthy of that time. And then you expand from there. You know, one of the things that really works well for me, at the beginning of the week, Sundays, I think about some big goals I want to accomplish during the week. And, And they're usually business goals, targets I want to hit. And I write down those top three things. And then I say to myself, these are the top three things I want to accomplish this this week. And it doesn't have to be business. It's just my example. If I accomplish it or when I accomplish it, that's a better language, then I'm going to reward myself and I'm going to either go get a massage or I'm going to purchase this. I have the thing at the end of the week that I will reward myself with. And the more I do this and reward, complete those tasks and reward myself, the more confidence I, I personally have, the more I feel worthy of continuing to make these changes. What do you think about that process? Yeah, I love that because we should celebrate ourselves. Definitely, there needs to be some kind of a system in your life where you get the chance to celebrate yourself. You celebrate your accomplishments, your wins. I believe I said this last time too, and I say it in my book because otherwise you just don't know what you've done. And then when we don't know what we have done, then we always are having this feeling of not being enough and we need more, more, more. We need to consume more. We need to do more. We need to be more, you know, and it just, it never ends unless you're like, wait a minute, I'm going to slow down because I've done all this stuff. I've actually accomplished a lot. So let me just sit with this. Let me celebrate it. Let me be with it. And feel into that a little bit because that's where we're going, right? We're going into 
the getting out of the thinking, thinking, thinking about our lives so much. We're in our heads so much. We've got so much information coming towards us constantly. It's about, okay, let's bring it down. Let's ground it into the body. Let's feel it in our heart and say, okay, what do I really feel and what do I want to connect with, right? Because it's all about connection. That's what we're seeking is connection. And so we've been trained, you know, in prior years and probably for most of our lives that we need to seek connection outside of ourselves. And we, and you know, it's been working pretty well so far, but now, you know, things have changed. There's a lot of big energy shifts that have happened in the past three years. And so because of that, we've really not been able to connect that same way anymore. And that's what I think a lot of people are feeling on a mass scale, but they can't put their finger on it. But really it's now we have the opportunity to now connect back in with our natural connection, which is within ourselves, that zero point within ourselves, the point of pure presence. And when we can do that, then we can be with everything in our outside world Uh, you know, you don't even have to slow down. It's just really being present with it, right? Slowing down doesn't mean giving up or or not doing anything because you can still do something and be present and, and be with it, you know? But we have in the past really just done things kind of unconsciously. And then we're wondering why our life hasn't been the way we want it because all this stuff is not realized. We're not aware of all of this stuff energetically going on in the background, whether it's emotions that we're suppressing or whether it's a belief we have or an old program that we have about our life. It keeps running in the background till we become aware of that. And so once we can become aware of it, then we have the choice to change it. And so that I think is part of the issue for people is they don't even know they have a choice. Yeah. That, you know, you nailed it right there. That is so crucial. Awareness is key. Neville Goddard used to always say, we are only limited by weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. And that all of that ties to our environment. Uh, and this is the question I want to ask you, because my understanding is this. Our environment determines our beliefs and our actions. Uh, actually, it's a step behind that. So our environment determines our beliefs and our thoughts. Our thoughts determine our actions. Our, our actions determine our habits and results and then essentially our destiny. But it goes right back to the environment, the input. You just said the input that we have, this paradigm, the subconscious mind is, is a result of our entire life. Essentially, those first seven years, it programs us and then we're just running on autopilot. So how key is it? How important is it to become aware of your environment, which is the input that's causing those thoughts, causing those actions, how important is it to do an audit on that environment and make sure that environment is serving your future self, not the old way of thinking? It's extremely important. And it's really everything because otherwise, if you're not uh, aware of uh, those kinds of things like emotions that have been suppressed, that's what will drive the car, so to speak, in your life. And you know, this can also be things that happened at d- during our developmental stages, like from the ages of zero to seven. That's when we basically are just, we're like a tape recorder. If anybody remembers what that is. Um, <laughs> or a sponge. <laughs> yeah. You're just recording everything without any judgment about what's happening as if it's your truth. And so what happens is we have that truth as we come into adulthood and 
we don't have any discernment over it because it's it is kind of like a living library of our of our life mm. and then we don't ever think well gosh you know as an adult maybe i perceive that a certain way because i was that age I like the analogy uh, of a tape recorder. It's so true. Yeah. You know, you could be 40 years old, but you're doing the same things you learned when you were five years old. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part, this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed, their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasia loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small, family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. We were just talking about this before we hit record. A lot of people wait until the pain is is strong enough for them to make a change. And I see this a lot in the health space specifically, right? Yeah. Uh, their diabetes gets so bad that their doctor is saying like, you're in risk of amputation, you're in risk of kidney failure. So the pain is so much and now they make a change versus like, actually, let me try to be proactive here. Let me prevent this from ever happening to me. What are some ways you coach your students and your clients on how to not wait for the pain to get that strong for, but you to, for you to be proactive instead of being reactive? 
Yeah, that's a great question because so many people kind of give their power away that way. And I mentioned choice earlier and it, it is about choice, but I think that so many of us have really kind of fallen in. I've talked about learned helplessness. I think I talk about it in the book yeah, as well. I yeah. see that so often. <laughs> Once you understand what this means, you're going to notice it because you're going to, that RAS is going to see it. So yeah, share, learn yeah. helplessness. It's kind of a form of victimhood if people, people are familiar with that concept. And basically it's the form of like you, you just stop, you stop doing anything and you just kind of give up because this is what you've learned how to do. And there was a, actually a study that was done years ago with, with rats and they, and the rats, there were, they were given some opportunities to get out of this, this water and, but they just gave up and drowned because they had been trained to not be able to help themselves. They had been trained to just give up. And so that for many of us, that can be something that we do because things just feel so overwhelming for us. You know, it's, it's like life is overwhelming. It's too much for me to handle. I'm not powerful enough for this. So I'm just gonna not do anything or continue doing, continue doing the same same things like numbing out Mm -hmm. or addictive behavior. And, you know, we all know those aren't good for us, but we do that. Like so many people do that. Why do they do that? Well, they do that because that's a form that people can uh, dissociate themselves. Mm. You know, it comes back to connection, Ben, as I was mentioning before, when we just can't bear to feel that, that feeling of not being connected because it's so painful we we have to disconnect, right? We have to detach. Escape. Yeah. Cause it's so painful. But the reality of it is, is that we're always connected. And so that's what my program and what I teach my students and my book as well is gonna lead you back to your connection that you have within yourself. And, you know, this can be a spiritual connection. I mean, some people, if you wanna bring it into religion, you can say it's a connection to God. You can say it's a connection to the universe, a connection to source. But I tend to think of it as this is your zero point. This is where your home is. This is where your inner peace is. And you're coming back to that innate, and that natural connection within yourself, even when things outside of you get chaotic and crazy. And this is the point where you feel the true power within you that you can make those choices in your life to feel empowered in your life. Like you can do this. You don't have to feel like a victim. You don't have to just give up in a learned helplessness state because you've been through so much pain. And that's usually what creates learned helplessness is pain either physical or emotional pain. And so, you know, pain is a part of life. We all go through pain. You know, it's been essential for us to be able to feel the other side, right? If you can, one of my spiritual teachers actually, Carrie Kay mentioned this, this is actually really perfect for what we're talking about, is that if you can feel one side of an emotion, you can feel the other side of the emotion. Yeah, And that's big. Because so many people are like, oh, I'm so depressed. I can't feel happy. Or, and it's like, well, if you can feel depressed, you can definitely feel happy. Mm -hmm. There's potential there, right? So it's like, okay, 
let's just see where we're at and then let's find the, the potential within our limitations that we're placing upon ourselves. That's good. And that's another universal law, the law of polarity. Yes. Up, down, left, right, black, white, et cetera, ha- uh, happy, sad. When I was depressed, I started to get into uh, Bob Proctor's work, the gentleman on the, the, the picture there. Oh, yeah. And I learned about the law of polarity and it made that made sense to me, right? If I'm right. so depressed, I have the... Well, I have the ability to feel depression. That means I have the ability to feel happiness and joy. Yeah. And that's really exciting to understand. Like, I hope everybody comprehends that if you're going through a depression right now, like if you have that ability to feel that sadness, you have that ability to feel that happiness as well. It's so powerful. And the victim mindset is just so toxic. It, it, it puts people, it takes them, their control away from them. It strips their power away from them the obesity conversation, it's, it's like just genetics. That's a victim mentality. It's, it's not just genetics. Genetics play a role, but it's not the role. Like you have control over that. There was a study that came out. I think it's called the New Hampshire scar study. Have you heard about this? No, I don't think so. So Tell what they, about it. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly the learned helplessness, victimhood stuff that we're seeing prevalent more than ever right now, unfortunately. But they took these uh, group of women and they say, hey, you're going to go to a job interview. And before you go to your interview, all of these women, they're, what we're going to do to you, we're going to put these disfigurations on your face. We're going to put scars and different things that make you look ugly, essentially. This disfigurations, right? And then you're going to let us know if they judge you, if you're a victim of the way you look during the interview. Mm-hmm. So what they, the way they set it up is they spent an hour in the makeup room, put all these disfigurations on them, showed them all the scars, what they look like, and they saw that they're like a victim now, Right. And then before they sent them into the interviews, they said, oh, actually, there's a few more touch-ups we need to do. So they actually removed all of the disfigurations and they actually looked normal. They didn't know that. The person interviewing them just thought they were a normal person. And all of them, when they asked them about the interview, were you discriminated? They all said, yes, they discriminated me because of my facial disfigurations. But none of them had any facial disfigurations because they were enabled to have the victim mindset. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah. So we identify, Uh right? We identify with the pain that we have experienced. And so, yeah, that's where I think we get, you know, to that place with learned helplessness. I love how you mentioned too genetics because I hear that all the time in, in my personal training practice. People are like, oh yeah, I'm so, and there's fear behind that, right? There's fear behind, okay, my family member has this. I've been told it's in my family, it's genetic. So therefore I am predestined to get that. So therefore, why should I do anything? Mm -hmm. I'm already going to get this. So, you know, that's another thing to think about. Or people get really afraid and they do everything they can to not end up there, right? So it's like, there's a middle ground, right? There's a middle ground. They're saying, okay, is that really true? You know, just because someone says it like doctors, all doctors are not correct. You know, I mean, many doctors are wonderful, but I always tell my clients to use a doctor as a consultant, just like you would anything else. good advice. And so- you know, when you look at it like that, you can take their advice with a grain of salt, but ultimately you're the authority over your own body. So when we can start to see it more like that, then we can start taking full responsibility for our health. And then that kind of flows into being able to take responsibility for your emotional health, for your, you know, your happiness, you know, your choices in your life. You stop blaming and shaming 
And then you start moving into ownership. And so that's really what I'm wanting people to walk away with is a sense of empowerment that way because they are owning their choices. They, they know, okay, this came from me and this is what I decided, whether it's wrong or, or good, or maybe you made a mistake, you're still owning it because it's, you know, it came from you and, and you're doing that from a place of being informed and knowing yourself. You know, I think that is where we, so many people are not really getting to know themselves. We're just trying to like show up in the world and please and fit in and, you know, all these things of belonging. And we're not realizing that that is actually inhibiting our growth greatly because we're, we're just hiding so many parts of ourselves from other people. So again, we go back to connection, right? It's all about intimacy and the intimacy that you can cultivate with yourself is going to flow into the intimacy you can cultivate with other people. So again, is that bringing that connection back to yourself and I call it intimacy, just like you can create intimacy for yourself by just having a wellness practice that you do every day where you just show yourself how important you are to you, you know, because I, I think people, they think somebody's going to come into their life and they're going to take care of them better than they can take care of themselves. And, and this is not a selfish thing because I have clients sometimes, well, isn't that selfish to just think about myself? And I actually, I, I see how you can, under, how you can get that. You know, I see how you can uh, see it that way, but it's really not selfish because uh, to me, selfishness is not taking responsibility for yourself. And so then you become a burden on other people. But when we can take full responsibility for ourselves, we take that burden off other people. And then we can actually wholeheartedly connect with each other because we're coming from a more authentic place and there's trust, there's truth in that. Yeah. So we can get into that a little bit more too, but I think that so much of this, it's, it's a rabbit hole, but so much of this is, it's all about connection. You know, it's just, we, we just have that connection has been severed mm -hmm. for various reasons, but it's up to each individual to rekindle that connection with themselves. You said a lot of uh, key terms there, like responsibility. And responsibility is something that most people lack. I know that I did for the majority of my life, but I really believe the second you take full responsibility and ownership was another word you use, is the second your life starts to change for the better. And a lot of people, I know Dr. Wayne Dyer, the way I learned the word responsibility, his definition is my favorite. He used to talk about it being your ability to respond to life. Yeah. That is your responsibility. If you have a poor ability to respond to life, your results are going to be poor. Your health is going to be poor. Your finances, your relationships. But when you take responsibility, it's one of those things like accountability. It's not easy in the beginning. At least it wasn't for me. And it's still not when I fully take responsibility. But then your life is so much easier at the end of the day versus trying to do the easy thing every day it makes your life so much harder later on. So those, yeah. it's just so important to not play that blame game, to take ownership and to fill your cup up. Like it's, that, that's where you started the conversation. Like connect to that zero point that we're all born with. Would you say we're all born at that oh, zero absolutely. point? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and reconnect to that. And mm -hmm. of course that could be God. It could be Jesus. It could be the universe, love, mother nature. But it's like focusing on yourself. And Jim Rohn used to always say that. Like you take care of you, 
I'll take care of me so we can take care of everybody. Like that's the way it should be. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's lost on us though, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I love what you said, Ben, because yes, responsibility is how we create the structure so that we can flow within that structure that we're creating. Because yeah, like you said, it's so much easier when you have responsibility for yourself because you're the one making the choices. And it could be an oh shit moment, like, oh shit, I'm creating everything. Or it could be like, I'm creating this. Mm. Yes, you know? So, and you may be going through both things. You know, you may hit like, you know, the oh shit moment. And then you may be like, wow, this is exciting. What, what am I going to create? So it's really, it, then you start to hold yourself accountable and it's not in a way that we have necessarily been taught over the years and think, oh God, if I think a negative thought, I'm going to create all this negativity in my life. But it's more so just checking yourself, becoming aware of your thoughts and are they conducive to what you're wanting to create in your life? And be honest with yourself about that, as well as emotional honesty. Like, how am I feeling right now? Mm. You know, I think that's huge. A lot of people, they're constantly thinking about what other people think of them when they start to prioritize themselves. Like, I was just having this conversation with my fiance the other day. We were walking my dog, Ziggy, who's hanging out here. And... When I ask friends to, let's say, go to a dinner or to be a part of an event I'm doing or whatever it is, and they set a boundary with me, meaning they say, I would love to, but I'm really focused on this and I'm I'm committed to this and I want to make sure I prioritize this. I respect that so much when they set that boundary with me. And I think it's because I set those boundaries too. I prioritize me. And people who do that respect each other. Versus if somebody said that to me and I was not prioritizing myself, I would have been offended. Like, how dare they? Like, come on, man. That's ridiculous, right? Do you- Absolutely. No, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And um, I remember that. Yeah. I remember being triggered by people who wanted to set boundaries and I took offense to it, right? At Same. that time. And now, like you said, I do respect it very much when people can say what they need, because that's really what it comes down to. You're just communicating to someone that what you need, you're not abandoning yourself, which is what most people do when they say yes to things they don't really want to do. So you're making someone else more important than you. Think about that. There's something really strange about that, right? What's the message you're giving your soul? Yeah. Like everybody else is more important than me. And that, that, that's something I still, it's, it's, it's something that I'm still working on personally. You know, one of my things for 2024 is to say no more. Yeah. (laughs) Even if it's an amazing, yeah, you too. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's an amazing opportunity, like even yesterday I had this, uh, somebody invited me to this incredible event at the end of the month. And I'm like, this looks amazing, but there's a few things I already prioritized myself to. So I said no to it. Right. And it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I was also thinking about what are they going to think about me? And I, that was short-lived, right? These are things that we, conversations that we have that we, you and I, we understand this and we still, you know, yeah. I wouldn't say struggle with it, but it still comes up. Yes. I mean, it's so normal. It's normal. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, you don't just reach a pinnacle where you never experience any of this anymore. But that's what's so interesting is that people, I think people do think that it just ends at some point, but it's, not that it ends completely. You're going to still have challenges. You're going to still have opportunities, but I see it as an opportunity to kind of flex that muscle, right? Mm. 
So muscle. That's a key word. It's a muscle. Yeah. The universe is like, okay, you want to start, you know, taking charge and making choices of your, you know, in your life and you want to stand up for yourself. Let me give you a few situations where you can do that and, you know, see how challenging this feels for you. And it's, it's, you know, not necessarily a test or it could be kind of like a rite of passage or initiation, or you could see it that way. But the same teacher I mentioned before, Carrie Kay, she had also mentioned this concept of the universe having its own algorithm, <laughs> just like AI. That's and cool. I was like, oh, that makes total sense. There's a natural al- algorithm because that's what AI is based off of, right? But it, they're different because the universe's algorithm is going to send you more stuff you focus on, but it's going to send you focus stuff you want uh, that you're focusing on in the pursuit of self-growth, right? It's going to send you these opportunities and that help you grow. AI, not so much, mm-hmm. right? It's going to keep sending you more and more of what you're focusing on, what you're watching, what you're, you know, what you're looking at, it's not trying to help you, you know? So that's the difference. So the universe does have an algorithm. When you start realizing the universe has an algorithm and you're like, oh, so there's really nothing, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just a matter of becoming more aware or seeing my own blind spots in this whole thing. What am I not seeing? What am I hiding from myself? Mm. So just even just asking questions and then seeing what comes through. And and I talked about this before, like, and I've talked about it many times. We don't have to know everything. Whoever said we have to know everything we have. And I've heard you say this, Ben, we have so much information. There's not enough wisdom, right? Mm, Yeah. So wisdom is lived experience. It's the information that we now integrate into our life and we experience it. So I think that's really what matters. So if you have the courage to take the information and integrate it, which is what we do in my program, then you get to have that for yourself. You know, that, that is your own way of doing, that is your own process. That is your own algorithm, right? In a way. I love the idea about the universe having an algorithm. It makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And, and you're right, the information part, starving we're, we're drowning in information and starving for wisdom and mm-hmm. truth it is the truth and information alone is not going to change your life the problem that we have is too much information these days yeah I, i've been saying if information changed our lives then every uh librarian would be a multi-millionaire with six-pack abs <laughs> right it's not the case but when you have a course like you have right yeah uh, which actually allows you to get the right information integrate it and get coaching and accountability that will change your life yes. and, and that is a certainty right there If you watch any of my videos on social media, you always see me with glasses on. And I always get the question, hey, why are you wearing those glasses? These are called blue light blocking glasses. And I wear them to protect my brain and my focus. You see, we are bombarded with stimulation, especially with junk light from your computer screen, your phone, fluorescent lights, and the brain has to filter that out. These glasses, what they do is they filter out those lights for you so your brain does not have to do the work. I equate this to having a web browser open with 100 tabs. If you had 100 tabs open on your computer, that computer is going to run slow. But if you were able to eliminate 99 of those 100 tabs and now you just have one tab open, that computer will function better. 
This is the same thing with your brain. So there's different types of blue light blocking glasses. There are computer glasses that you would wear during the day when working with screens and under artificial light. There are light sensitivity glasses that you would also wear during the day with screens and artificial light. And then you have the blue light blocking glasses, which I wear at night, two to three hours before I go to bed, which promotes hormone health, helps your body produce melatonin, and aids in better sleep. My go-to is from Bon Charge. They have the science to back it up. They look super cool. The glasses come in non-prescription, prescription, and reading options. Glasses for every need. Bon Charge also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, EMF slash 5G protection, and 100% blackout sleep mask that I take with me when I travel all the time. The greatest thing about them, all backed up by science. They gave Keto Camp Podcast listeners a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do is head over to bondcharge.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout, no space in between, to get 15% off your entire order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code. Go check them out and let's get back to this episode. So I want to dive deep into your course. It's named after your book, Finally Thriving. It's a 12-week course. And I want you to share a little bit about why you built it out. Uh, I know there's different modules that focus on mind, body, and spirit. I'd love to, for you to share some nuggets from each of those parts. But why did you decide to create this course? Yes, I, I decided to create the course because I had so much wonderful feedback about the book. And people were talking about wanting to... Or actually, I had a bunch... I did have a, quite a few people start groups with the book, wanted to, you know, start these um, like book book clubs and stuff for the book, you know, and go through this together. And I was like, wow, this is a wonderful idea. Why don't I just help people dive deeper into this? Because, you know, I would love to also learn more myself about uh, these deeper integrations. Because as you know, you wrote a book too, and you know that every time you put something creative out into the world, the universe is like, okay, you want to go deeper on this, don't you? Let's do this. And so you have this deeper level of integration. And so that's what I experienced too. And I thought, wow, let's do, let's do this together in a group. And I want to just help people, you know, because like you said, we have so much information. People are inundated with it. Not enough applied wisdom. Mm-mm. So let me help people do that because we we know, first of all, we know all this stuff. We've been told all this stuff. It isn't new information, but people aren't doing it. So why don't I help people do it? And so that's one of the reasons I started the program is because I wanted to help. And I also wanted to give people an opportunity to play and help them integrate it. So, because um, at the time I felt like, oh my God, we just went through so much. Our nervous systems are shot. We need to like be able to feel safe again. Because you wrote the book during COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was the biggest theme. The first round of the program I noticed where where people were just needing to get back to that connection of feeling safe again. And some people never maybe felt that, but, and were realizing that during that time. But yeah, it's so important to start to feel that safety and security within yourself. And, and many of us, you know, started out in the world, didn't, didn't feel safe and secure. And that's all that base chakra, which is so important. And, you know, within the spirituality realm, we, if, you, if your audience knows about chakras, 
their energy centers. And we have our lower chakra, which is our um, at the bottom of the spine is the base chakra. And that is where the safety and security generally lives. But people tend to discount it because when you're in the spirituality world, they always focus on the higher chakras. But one of the most important chakras is the base chakra because it's what grounds you into this physical reality. So if you don't have that developed, you're going to see things that are either, you know, heightened sex, sex, sexuality. You'll have uh, people who have addictions. You'll have people who, you know, like with addictions, you numb out, you want to disassociate. You're going to have all those problems because you don't feel like you're in your body, right? Your soul feels separate. Mm. But when we can ground into our lower chakras, which are actually one of the most important to be in this physical reality, we, you know, we come back to that and we, and, and I, that's one of the things I learned from the Czech Institute was how to work with the chakras uh, from a wellness perspective because we want to make sure that those are clear and they're a pure channel for the energy to flow through. So that is one thing that I, I really witnessed. The first round was we were really developing and clearing those lower chakras, the, the, the sacral chakra too, because that's so important for creativity and for really being of value and self-worth in the world, right? It all comes from your second chakra. So those two are so developmental and really relate to what we've been talking about this whole time as it relates to self-worth. Like that's why people don't want, they don't feel worthy of putting time and energy into themselves because when they came into the world, they didn't feel that. They felt disconnected from that part of themselves. So you know, you can get there again through first, you know, creating that safety and security within yourself. Like you are that life raft you keep uh, reaching for, right? It's, it's you, but it's, it's hard for people to understand that until they start to really spend time and, and really prioritize that time. And that's why to answer your question also about the program, it's like, that's why I created this because I wanted people to actually do it. I wanted them to actually spend time with themselves and give them a, a program that helped them follow through with that with lots of fun. And I wanted it to be fun because otherwise we're not going to do it if it's not mm -hmm. fun, if it's not enjoyable, right? Now, are you going to probably go through some stuff maybe that needed to be pulled up and that you needed to see about yourself, that could be possible. For many people it is, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel with that because on the other side of that, like we talked about before, is that opposite emotion, you know? And you can feel this, you can feel this. If you can feel the lowest of lows, you can feel the highest of highs, you know, but we really do want to bring it back into the center and so we can feel into that center point, that, that neutral zone within ourselves. That way we can navigate our lives so much better. Would you say that somebody who's really emotionally resilient, emotionally intelligent, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, 
they're even keel. Was that a fair thing to say? I, I would say yes. I, yeah, yeah. Because I think people, they really do want to manage their emotions, but but really it's not that, we, we make it much harder than it is. You know, emotional intelligence is really, intelligence itself is not going to need you to do much, right? Because it's intelligent. That's what natural intelligence is. That's what nature is. Nature is a form of natural intelligence. So is your body. So emotional intelligence is the same way. You're just allowing the emotions to move. You don't need to do anything really, but feel it. So instead of forcing, you're just allowing it, allowing it to flow. This is flow versus force. Exactly. And if you, this is a great example. If people have the visual of the animal getting chased by a, uh, by a predator and then right after they get away and they're in safety now, then they shake. That's Mm. the animal shaking off that stress Mm. that we tend to hold in our bodies. We don't shake like that. I was going to say, it would be pretty cool if we could do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally shake it it off. (laughs) (laughs) You could do it. But that's, so that's to give you an example of our nervous systems Mm -hmm. holding those emotions and we hold it in our fascia and then our body gets so tight and restricted. Then we're like, okay, we need to do these stretches to move our body and that will and it helps. It helps with moving the emotions, but really sometimes it's just giving yourself the space to be with yourself and, and see what comes up. What you are, know? in your course, what are a couple of ways that you teach to activate those lower chakras? I know you already mentioned several things throughout this conversation. Maybe you could add a couple more things that the audience could do that you teach yeah. in the course. Well, the thing, some of the things that I teach is, is first we align the mind is, is the first step. We really learn how to train the mind so that we can quiet it and, and connect with our higher mind, which is the mind that you really don't have to think too much about, right? This is what connects you to your higher aspects. But we have to look at how we're thinking now and then just say, okay, what, what is my default state of mind? What am I thinking? 90% of the time. How can I retrain myself, my neural pathways to get out of that learned helplessness state or the negative feedback loop that I'm in and start to think more optimistically in an authentic way? And with the base chakra, you know, it's all about feeling safe. If you can think about, you know, sometimes we'll do in the, within the course, um, I have, especially the first round, I did some inner child work with some of the students and that really sometimes we just need to heal parts of our, um, ourself from our childhood um, and not necessarily re-bring, bring up the trauma or anything like that, but just energetically heal it. So the way your subtle energy body works is different than your physical body. You don't actually have to hold, and your physical body is actually not meant to hold emotions and not let them move through and, and hold uh, trauma and information. It's not meant for that, but it will do that for you, you know, if you want it to, but really the way we, we want to heal is through the energetic body. And so we can do that through many, uh, different healing energy, healing modalities. Um, and some of the things I do in my class through meditations, through just helping them, uh, work with their energy body, this is how I teach them to get back grounded into the root chakra again, because, and I don't know if I actually shared this last time, but I have a history of doing pranic healing. I used to do energy healing with people. It was an off-body modality. And so I'd, I'd do 
fitness training and I do the energy healing with people. And it seemed to be that it worked pretty good because, you know, with energy healing, uh, we're on the quantum field when we're doing the energy healing. So a lot of the things that we think of, of time and space in this reality are different in the quantum field. Um, I'm sure you've talked about that on your show before. And yeah, I know this, you have, this is yeah. actually um, harnessed with quantum energy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so oh, after we're- tell me about that later. Yeah, after yeah. we're done, I want you to put your hands in there too and okay. let me know what you feel. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. and so your body can generate that too, yeah. right? And so we have, we, we all have a subtle energetic body that really extends pretty far outside the body. And you know, same thing with your physical body from what I've learned just this year actually is that your, your physical body is inside your soul. So your soul actually just radiates well, well past the body. But when we're in a physical body, we tend to think that we're limited to this space, mm -hmm. but really when you learn how to expand your energy body and, and work with the energy body through certain meditations, then we we under we start to understand. Oh my God, I'm more than just the body. The body is extremely important, and it has a beautiful intelligence and technology that I can learn about and work with. But also, I've got this part of myself that I didn't know even know about that is so expansive, and it's gonna, you know, this is my energy, right? And uh, so many people don't even know that about themselves. They don't realize that they are energy living in a body. Mm -hmm. like, so um, with the quantum field and energy work, you can easily clear chakras and bring in energy into the, and re-energize the chakras through some of the meditations and the energy work that I share. Because a, a lot of what I share in my class is how to master your own energy because that's really what we've been talking about here. We're talking about you taking responsibility for your energy. And that's one thing that people haven't learned to do until recently. I think more and more people are starting to learn how to do that. But you know, when you walk into a room, you feel energy. You do. You know, when somebody's like looking at you, you feel their energy, Yeah. especially when you're in tune with it. Yeah. So, so you would say your, our soul's energy. I would say our soul, yeah, and your spirit is is what I mentioned in the book. Uh, listen to your spirit. Spirit would be more of your essence or more of your expression, kind of what soul expresses. But yeah, the soul is ultimately what we really want to connect with because that's really who we are. All our experiences make up our soul because our soul wants, you know, is bringing in those experiences, but. Um, but ultimately if we can connect with our own soul, then that is the connection to the universe right there. I know that sounds so simple, but it's really true. And so like we've been talking about, it's, it's about experiencing that and only you can experience that for yourself. No one can tell you what that's like. So that's why it's so important for each person to take that time for themselves to experience that and to know that they're worth that experience because that's what they're here to do. Have you ever felt off during your keto journey or carnivore journey? Maybe you experienced a headache, some fatigue, pesky cravings. This can happen when your body loses vital minerals, especially when following a keto diet. Here's what happens. When you lower insulin on keto and carnivore and fasting, you shed excess body weight. This is fantastic because you look lighter and feel lighter. However, 
you lose essential minerals like potassium, sodium, and magnesium. That's where B mineral steps in. It's a full spectrum, concentrated electrolyte and mineral supplement that gives you all the essentials your body needs. B mineral products are the perfect support for anyone doing keto, carnivore, and fasting. It does not break your fast. It does not contain any anti-nutrients, so it is carnivore friendly. It tastes just like water. It helps to keep your carb cravings at bay and to keep you in this fat-adapted state we love called ketosis. I love this product. I drink it daily. I give it to my dog as well. So give B Minerals a try today for an enhanced keto, carnivore, and fasting experience. Head over to beamminerals.com and use the coupon code AZADI, which is my last name, A-Z-A-D-I, for a special discount. That is beamminerals.com, B-E-A-M-M-I-N-E-R-A-L-S.com. Coupon code AZADI. We'll put that down below in the podcast notes. All right, let's get back to this interview. I'm going to ask you a deep question. Yes, please. If energy's neither created or destroyed, it just is, mm-hmm. and our soul, our bodies are energy, then what happens to our soul when the body passes away? That's the question, right? That's the question. <laughs> I know in when I wrote the book, my dad had just passed away. So I had felt had a very interesting experience with death during that time. I don't know if I shared that whole story last time or not, but I... You didn't, no. Okay, so I'll share it then. My sister and I were in the room and we we had to decide whether we're going to pull the plug because he had been diagnosed as being completely... um, He had a, I think it's called an agnostic brain injury, which means you're totally brain dead, right? But the funny thing was, is that I felt his soul there and he was actually talking to me and he was waiting for us, you know, to, to, to say what we needed to say and then and help wow, him pass. I got goosebumps. And I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, even before that happened, like when he was in the, the ICU unit and they were trying to recover him, he came to me, his voice came to me. He's like, He's like, I want to go. And he was like really excited, had this visual in my head about him, like, you know, you know, dancing and excited, like, woo, like, yippee, you know, I'm, I'm getting out of this body. And I was like, wow, is that me? Like just thinking that to make thing me, myself feel better? Or is this true? It's like, no, it's true. And Oh, it just it just brought me into a whole new perspective of what death is because I experienced that. And then after that, I had many dreams, many lucid dreams with my father showing up and showing me all these different dimensional realities. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. So my experience, what I experienced was that death is not the end. And what I've learned ever since is it definitely supports that. Now, can you prove that? Not, not so much. I mean, there are many people that come back from death. One of my students actually from the last class had a near death experience and it really does bring you back very quickly to what matters in your life very quickly, because you do realize 
what is happening on a on a different in a in a different way. You know, we we kind of get tied into this this illusion that we are our bodies, and you know, everything that we experience outside of us is truth. But have we really discovered our own truth, or really what we think about things? Aside from the experts, what do you really think about it? What do you really believe? What is your truth? What is your perspective? It matters. It matters. So you have to honor yourself that way. And, and us honoring ourselves honors our energy. So I really do think that energy just keeps on going. You know, it just transformed because that is actually how the universe works. It's a, it's a natural law, right? And it just keeps transforming and transmuting into something else. And so when we realize that about ourselves, then we can understand this is higher level here. Okay. But I'm going to say this because I feel like I need to. The power lies when you realize that you are also an energy transmuter. So things don't always just happen to you. You can actually be the light so to speak, that shines on everybody else to transform the energy around you. So that's powerful. When you know that you actually have the power to transmute energy, you learn how to be an energy alchemist in your life. And that's really powerful. But we have to have, you know, everybody has to be on their own journey and, and everybody's where they are. But I really do believe that in the next coming years, people are going to start, they already are starting to really wake up to the truth of their own energy and who they really are. But we're going to have more of that. We have to start. My hope is that people can start to take back choice in their own health again. And that's going to just take people saying, wait a minute, what, what do I think? What is my truth? what matters most to me right now. And that's where you can start setting boundaries in your life and honoring yourself truly. And that's really what we want to get to. It's yes, it's about loving yourself. That's important. But how can you have the love, feel the love for yourself when you're not loving yourself every day? Mm -hmm. So we have to make it a practice energy. Uh, I, I love the conversation. I just love talking about this. You know, we are all energy. Energy is everywhere. You know, thoughts are energy. Yes. Uh, that's why people, you mentioned we become these energy alchemists. I like that, that sort of terminology. We could think about somebody really intentionally. And then they, even if you haven't spoken to them in years, they'll, they'll call you all of a sudden, right? Like these are yeah. ways to, to do this, right? And that book, Power Versus Force by David Hawkins talks about this, like your vibration creates different levels of resonance and that goes out to different people, this, yes, this energy field, right? It ripples, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you know this story, but Bob Proctor, I study him all the time, even though he's passed. And a few years ago, I was watching one of his lectures and he was talking about what we're talking about, energy and how thoughts are energy. And it's a very powerful energy and you have the ability to do create amazing things with your thoughts or even destructive things. And he shared the story about being like in the 1970s, being on this on the road for like doing sales meetings and looking, he was in the passenger seat in the car, but looking at the clouds and using his, his, his thoughts to make clouds disappear. 
with with the energy in his thoughts. And he said he he thought clouds are energy. My thoughts are energy. If I focus in really hard, I can make it disappear. And he was popping clouds. So I, I heard him share this, and I'm like, <laughs> I gotta try this. Yeah. So I was living in an apartment, and I go on my balcony at this time, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm I, I chose a cloud, and I'm like focused on that cloud. I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm just envisioning it just. Uh, I'm envisioning it dissipating yeah, with really inten- like strong intention and will with my thoughts and it disappeared. Oh, wow. And I said, all right, maybe that was just a hoax. Let me do it again. So I chose another cloud, same thing, disappeared. And I just kept, clouds just kept disappearing when I focused on them. So I ran into the room and I tell my fiance, honey, I'm making clouds disappear. Come check this out. That's funny. Oh my God. But you know what? Give it a shot. Like, hey, might as well. See, this is the thing. And I love that you mentioned that because this is what we have to start doing. We have to start testing these things out. And just, it's it's really, energy is, work is really playful when you start to play with your own energy. Anything's possible because it's energy, right? I mean, right. it's, it, it's it really, I mean, you could do that with the weather because your emotions, people don't realize that their emotions do dictate the weather. So in some ways, right? Mm. So uh, emotions are powerful. So, um, so people in Seattle are just all depressed and that's what's causing the rain. That probably (laughs) perpetuates it other than the fact that yes, it's a certain climate, but at the same time, you know, if you think about now, I don't know, this might be a little too much, but I mean, I think there is some, you, you should probably look this up and just see what you find. I'd like to know what you find, but, but I think that we do we have a connection with the earth, right? Of course, I, I that's there's a frequency of the earth that we're connected to, and as the frequency of the earth goes up, the Schumann resonance we actually adapt to it too. So, initially, the the frequency of the earth started just catapulting uh, in 2020, and it just has been going rising ever since. So we initially. We're like, whoa, you know, all kinds of things were happening in the world right at that time. And our bodies and our energy had to acclimate to that because we live on earth and we need to be in frequency with it to be able to live here. You know, we had a lot of people die, right? Not saying that's what it was from. I'm just saying, you know, the the frequency, we all have to be in alignment with that to be able to survive here. So... I'm saying this because we have lost the connection to earth. So many people don't realize that connection and the Schumann resonance kind of was a catalyst for our consciousness to rise. But now we are actually, um, now it's us and our energy is, is influencing the earth. You see how it works. So now we're creating in a way the solar flares. We're creating in a way the Schumann resonance uh, spikes because we are starting to, uh, you know, raise our consciousness, take our power back, our energy back, really, and take responsibility. Many people have been doing this. Mm-hmm. And so you'll start to sh- see a shift in people who are, have been playing that old game of victimhood, that drama triangle, perpetrator, um, savior complex. We're seeing less of that. And then we're seeing more people who are like, no, I'm going to start doing my own thing and, and taking responsibility for my life. 
And, and I heard that, you know, that that was going to be happening. I'm starting to see that more and more that we're having this less people in that victim mentality and more people taking responsibility. And as that happens, you're shifting your environment. That's what we haven't really been able to witness before is we've always been, oh my God, my environment is what makes me. Mm -hmm. And that's what shifts me. But now we're in a time where we're actually powerful. I mean, we've always been powerful, but we're shifting our environment. So that's why I say that it was interesting that you brought the clouds and I think we have some effect on the mm -hmm. weather. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Even, yeah. That's yeah. a perfect example of what you just said. What? So I hope that wasn't too out there for some people. I, I know your audience is pretty open to this stuff you talk about a lot in your show, but I just think, you know, I'm just going to start mentioning this because, you know, if we're talking about energy, then why, how is that any different? Yeah. You know? Makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you, Allison has her course, uh, her book is called Finally Thriving. The course is 12 week course called Finally Thriving as well. Yes. And we're going to put a link for both the book and the course down below. If you're watching on YouTube or the, listening on the podcast, we'll put that down below. If you're resonating with what uh, Allison shared today and you want to learn more, go check out her work. As you can see, she's very passionate about this. She loves it. It's a very important time to understand this. And most importantly, not just understand it, but apply it. Yeah. I have a final question for you. Okay. Before I ask, is there anything else you want to add to what I just shared about the course and any other place you want them to go with social media? Yeah, they can head over to uh, Instagram. I'm really on Instagram and YouTube mostly. And then in my podcast, of course, Integrate Yourself. But yeah, the, the program is a three-month course and coaching program. So I, they get a, a live coaching session with me every week. Wow, every week. Every week. Yeah, I, I really just wanted to be there for people and just help them every week and, and help them with the energy and um, the physical embodiment process. That's you know? great. Yeah. That's accountability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's really been wildly successful. I mean, I've had so much success. One thing I'm thinking about this, this next time around is I'm going to offer people a, a monthly membership after the class ends so that we can continue integrating. Smart. Because Yeah, because it seems to be there's more to do after the class. Like it's just kind of scratching the, the surface for people are like, Oh my God, I'm ready. And that, you know, so they need extra support is what I'm finding. But yeah, that's, that's really all I would add before your, your last question. Yeah. I will put yeah. your social media and your podcast down below. I was a guest in your podcast. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, finally thrivingprogram.com is where you'll find the program and all the information there. And they can also set up a free call with me if they need to, too, on that. Awesome. We'll put that all down below. Final question is about my favorite supplement in the world. <laughs> this supplement is anti-inflammatory. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm going to ask. It is uh, anti-aging. Talk about energy. It puts you in a great energetic state. Of course, it's vitamin G gratitude. Yes. So what are you grateful for uh, today, Allison? Oh, I am so grateful to be in Miami right now, Ben, yeah. because in Portland, I just left an ice storm. Oh. So I'm so glad to be just grateful to be in, in the, well, it was sunny yesterday, but it's wonderful temperature today. And I was in the ocean swimming this morning. Nice. It just was so nice. So I'm so grateful to be here with you too, Ben, and, and that you 
you know, I finally got to meet you in person, which is really amazing. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. I'm grateful for you too, Allison. Thanks yeah. for making the trip. Uh, we're going to go get some good steaks now and continue yes. our conversation. That's fantastic. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, please consider leaving it a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening from. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and check out all the notes for everything that we mentioned. Again, Allison, thanks for coming to the show. Thank you, Ben. I hope you loved that conversation. I told you you got a little woo-woo and got a little deep. I loved it. Uh, after the episode, we went to Fiorito, which is this uh, Argentinian steakhouse here in Miami. Uh, so it was me. It was Allison, her husband, Liam, who was working out in my gym the entire time we were recording. I actually heard, funny story, I heard like him dropping the weights and my dog was shaking, but it, it didn't interfere with the interview. So it was Liam, Allison's husband, Allison, uh, Natasha, my fiance, my friend Paul, we feasted it up used the seed oil allergy card as well. And we had a great time. We kept the conversation going. I, I really hope you loved the conversation. Please share it with somebody you know. If you want to watch the video version in the studio, amazing camera angles, amazing editing, high quality. We're so proud of the studio. Head to youtube.com slash ketocam to watch that. And you can watch all our interviews from there as well. And uh, her program is, is finallythrivingprogram.com. If you want to get 10% off that program, it's KetoCamp10, K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P-1-0. We'll drop that down below. Please leave the show a rating and review. And go get the Keto Recipes of the Week. Fat-burning, protein-focused, clean, delicious, easy to make for $0.33 cents per day with over 400 bucks and free bonuses when you join us today over at ketocamprecipes.com. We'll reference that down below. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I love you. I appreciate you. You are important. You matter. You are incredible. I have so much vitamin G for you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for prioritizing your health. And thank you for choosing us out of all the options out there. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.